welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, with my co-host, Bob Hassan. Bob, how are you today? I'm fine, Sean. Uh, Today we have Carrie Meads on. Let me read a little bit about her bio. I think our listeners are going to be so excited. Carrie Meads hails from Minnesota originally and has been with Lambs Players Repertory Theater since 1976 as an actress, director, and resident playwright. She founded uh, Lambs Players Summer Drama Camps and Educational Outreach teams and she's written a number of plays uh including uh the yearly festival of christmas she directs every play you ever heard of she's directed and she's (laughs) an actress and so it's just there's no way to read all this on the bio but when when our listeners get a chance to meet her sean um we're gonna see what uh the impact that she's had in this theater space that's so cool. I can't wait to talk to her. But before we do, we have a question from a listener or a viewer just like you. And I'm going to read the question to you, Bob, and start out with you answering. And then maybe I'll have some feedback too, but I can't wait to hear what you say about this. What are some habits I could use to build and become a more effective leader in my organization workplace? What are some good habits? Mm, well, I this is a four-letter word, I think, but discipline. Um, <laughs> just, I, I think there's a discipline sometimes that, you know, to make lists, to create lists, to write a business plan, to write a personal plan, to map out the places that you're going. I think, I think habits uh, create habits. And so, and so I'm, I, I'm sorry to talk about discipline, but but it comes in very different ways. I think, yeah. as you'll hear um, from Carrie later, she was just disciplined to continue on the right track through some hard times. Uh, Sean, what do you think? You know, I would add to that delegation. I think if you delegate oh, not yeah. just tasks, but authority to do things and authority to make decisions, like really working with, if you're the head of an organization and you're managing everything or micromanaging everything, it's kind of like being a parent of a young child. There's this point where you have to give them responsibility and let them not do it how you would do it and let them do it in a worse way for a while until they get it right. You know, the model walk with them through it and the whole thing. And so I'm teaching my daughter how to do dishes right now and she's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, but it's going to, it's going to pay off a year from now when she does dishes and I don't have to do them anymore. Right. And it's saying she'll make the decision when she wants to do those dishes and it'll be good. And I think like a lot of bosses or leaders, they just don't really delegate authority and they don't walk people through the process. And if the person isn't good at it right away, they just go, fine, I'll give it to somebody else. or I'll take it back to myself. And I think that that's a big key. I do too. Well, Sean, I love that question. And up next we have Carrie Meads. My new book is called Encounter, a spiritual perspective that will shape your faith for the coming move of God. And this book is going to help you to understand the days we're living in right now and have an urgency to meet with Jesus the way that I did through some of these encounters that are going to form your faith. So you can get this book. So make sure to go to bowlsministries.com Encounter, a spiritual perspective that will shape your faith for the coming move of God. Well, we are so excited. We have a special guest here, Bob, that you have been friends with for a long time. And I get to be friends with you now. I'm so excited. I love your history. I love what you've done. And I love that we're having this conversation. 
Carrie, welcome. Thank you. How are you today? You know, I'm doing great. I'm up in Portland, Oregon in the rain and with my grandchildren. There so you go. Pretty awesome. <laughs> okay, Carrie, we're going to dive right in. You've been with Lambs Players Theater for a long time. I'm not going to say how long. Uh-huh. But but you started as an actress and you're a writer and a director and a producer and you're everything. Tell us the God story behind it. How did you get there? Well, you know, I had, I think it's, again, it's a story of community. I went to Bethel College in St. Paul, Minnesota, where Lambs players started. And a number of people from Bethel went out to Lambs and said, Carrie, uh, you belong here. Wow. And I went, oh, okay. Um, I was in the middle of grad school and didn't want to go right into teaching theater. So I said, okay, Lambs Players is a company of Christians. I, I think I'd like to do this for a couple of years. Oops. <laughs> wow. Man, man, you know, all those kinds of wonderful things. Now, back in the eighties, Bob doesn't know this, but our family went to some of the shows, which is really fun. Oh my God. You mean so, at the theater or the, the street theater? I think we went to the street theater. I, I just texted my parents to find out what, cause I had texted them and said, Hey, I'm, I'm talking to Carrie and she's with us. Okay. Did we ever go to anything? And they said, yeah. So I'm waiting to hear what we went to. Cause I was, okay. I was a little younger then. Yes. You were so, <laughs> but it's just so Thanks fun. For reminding we, were, me. That's lovely. we went to stuff all through Southern California. And so we mm-hmm. went to, you know, Maranatha, we went to Lamb's theater. We went to like all this mm-hmm. different stuff. And just, we loved the arts. And so I, I just think it's so cool to talk to you because I get to hear some of your experience of what led okay. you into this. But tell us, okay, so you're there, you're now involved with this troupe. What made it worth it? What made it, you know, not going to mainstream acting or not going to teaching or whatever? What made it worth it to stay with this company? You know what? It, it, it's kind of like I just go, it's a vocation. It was my heart. It was never a career. No. It was like... The Lord just kind of went, this is home, partly because I'm kind of a little bit of a, I don't know, they didn't diagnose you as ADHD or ADD at that point, but it was the perfect place for me because I could use my writing skills, my directing skills, my acting skills, my special event party skills, um, (laughs) those kinds of things. Um, And I also loved the fact that I worked a lot with churches and developing kind of worship services that were a little more creative. Yeah, And so I just, you know, it was one of those things that I felt like, yeah, I'm able to use all my gifts and I don't have to focus on so much now is like focus on this one thing. Yeah. And that's not where I thrive. Yeah. So no, I really feel like completely. God placed me. With all the things you've done with writing and directing and mm-hmm. even acting, putting this all together through so many different types of plays and so many different types of, mm-hmm. you know, events. Um, the church now we're at a place where the creative arts and it's starting to be more celebrated, starting mm-hmm. to be more understood. People are bringing more and more into their churches. We see a lot of mainstream churches, yeah. even who went to video because of the coronavirus and they yes. had to be more entertaining because video, you can't just do three songs in a sermon. Like you had to be more, you know, yeah. you had to be more engaging. So I, this is kind of a bigger question. I'm going to go back into your story, but where do you, I wanted to ask this of you why we had you on here and we're yeah. kind of in the beginning of the interview. Where do you think this is all going? Like God, the creator, moving in the church. What, what does that look like to you? You know, it's interesting. My personal church that I've been at um, has gone through some real shifts and changes um, and focus. And I think kind of really getting, I don't want to say, it's weeding out 
um, things that are deeply rooted that um, are not of the Lord's leading. Sure. Um, and it's refocusing and it's pretty brilliant. Um, for I grew up Baptist and I'm in a Baptist church and the Holy Spirit was a nice guy. <laughs> awesome. you just You know, you just didn't talk about and, you know, we've done a study on the Holy Spirit and the freedom and and listening and getting back to the word and memorizing hmm. the word. And that has and to let things um, that things shift and change. They're not. No. You know, there's the infallibility of the word, but it's not, it lives, you know, yeah. living actor than sharper than any two-edged sword and able to judge the thoughts, you know, and intentions of the heart. And those things are culture shifts, but we're not behind. We need to be in it and, right. you know, with it, but, uh, but set apart by who yeah. we are because of Jesus and letting the Holy Spirit move. And not quench you. I love that because that—that is the key. It's like we're something shifting in Christianity right now, and we're mm-hmm. we have you on exploring the marketplace because this is a career, and you've been in it for a long time and directed so many plays, and you've written. Talk about like when you went into your career and it became more of like, wow, this is what I do now. This is what I'm doing. What What are some of those moments that you could see God leading you into, whether it's directing or writing, or give us some of the highlights. I think the highlights for me, one of the things is Christmas has always been very important mm, yeah. for me. And as far as being in the marketplace, um, Lambs Players is a company that of people that are Christians, but we don't want to be entertainment for the church. We want to be speaking, speaking the things of God in a way that our modern culture can mm-hmm. hear. People so easily turn things off. So you can't use the buzzwords. So for me, what I live for is to write, direct, um, move in stories that um, are not uh, Christianese so that um, people would be drawn into what is this love, grace through turmoil and hard, hard stuff. And yet, you still can um, have hope and mm-hmm. joy, and it's real. It's not, um, I love what C.S. Lewis said, that Christianity is not a uniform yeah. that you put on it's, it, or a badge. It is an outpouring, you know, of your spirit um, through Jesus Christ. And so that, that's what I live for, is to not be known as um, a good Christian, but someone who is passionate about who Jesus is and doing what I can so that my design um, that God created in me can move out the world, you know, according to his purpose. That's the desire of my heart. Oh, and you're such a brilliant writer. And well, the shows that you've written and produced are, are just are amazing. And what you know when you go to Lambs Players Theater uh-huh. is you're going to get wholesome entertainment uh-huh. and you're going to get a deep message. And uh-huh. which resonates just with what you said is you're not speaking Christianese, but you're speaking about a culture. And uh, you mentioned earlier that relationships are what counts. And some, a lot of your coworkers have been there for 20, 30, 40 years. And you have wow. this compliment of 
of people you've built this covenant relationship with. And mm-hmm. it shows through the, sh- and it shows through the shows. Yeah. People say quite a bit when they come to the theater, um, and this is not, um, we get this from reviewers um, and just uh, patrons that just go, you come to the show and there's a sense of ensemble, which is mm. that sense of oneness, harmony together that people, you can tell they love working together to tell the story. Yeah. And that, that doesn't just happen. Um, I believe it comes from kind of the top, not, I shouldn't say the top down. That's probably not the correct way to put it, but it's, it's how we work together is just as important, um, for me as what I'm producing because it, because the story will be told better if people are one in, um, the vision for the piece. Mm-hmm. Th- this last Christmas, I did a adaptation of a Christmas Carol, yeah, which was completely Dickens. Um, all of his words, just I just you know adapted it. But I, what it's interesting is that I, people said, oh, I didn't realize all that stuff you added about about Christ and faith, and I went, it's in there. I didn't add it, oh, but it's wow. as, as our culture has. You know, we kind of remove, yeah. it became a very humanistic story, but it's a story of grace and redemption and pain. And the ghosts are, that they're angels of light. And so wow. my interpretation of how I approached it is, honors Dickens' words, but the heart is really a story of grace and redemption. Hmm. And so what I was able to do, and we did it very simply, but it was people were so moved and when I, they thought we added it and it's, we didn't, yeah. yeah. you know, and it's, but so that's why I think it's important for Christians. I'm sorry, I'm kind of going off, but that for Christians to be in the arts and in positions of storytellers, because at me as a director, I shape that story. And because of my worldview of being a person of faith in Jesus it reflects in my relationships and how I tell that story. Many people have done adaptations of A Christmas Carol. There's thousands, I'm sure. But I know that I bring a unique voice yeah. to it. Yeah. That um, was very exciting for people and moving. That's amazing. I love that you took A Christmas Carol in that direction. Now, I want to talk to you about, too, because you know, you've been in this for a long time. And there's a lot of celebration moments in your career and in this timing of when things happen, they happen big when the arts, you know, they happen big in theater, mm-hmm. but you also have had a series of tragedies all along the journey, just like we do in life. And, and I, I think of it as like some of the biggest moments you've had, you've also had cancer or you've had mm-hmm. family issues and drama or mm-hmm. things that have happened along the way. Can you speak into that and just kind of take us on the journey of how God showed up in the midst of, these celebratory moments, but also when there was so much you were suffering through, how, how did you make that surrender to keep going? Well, you know, I think part of that is I work within a community of artists who love the Lord and value family and relationships mm-hmm. and allowed me time to be able to, for instance, deal with my parents who are in Minnesota. So long distance caregiving to have that, flexibility to be able to leave even even honestly even COVID as much as it's killed me because I cannot 
to not be able to be with people yeah. and engage it. Because what I do is I engage live. Mm-hmm. And even though this is live streamed kind of a thing, it's <laughs> not the same. Yeah. It just yeah. isn't. As I can't touch you. I can't meet you in that sense. And so the fact that COVID happened and I couldn't, you know, we were closed down for almost two years. Yeah. Wow. Because we couldn't we couldn't perform, but I was still writing and also was able to minister to people with just different things. But I was able to go home and help my dad mm. and be there during during a surgery and go and visit him more because I didn't have the demands of live. Yeah. That was hard for me in many ways, but boy did I learn about myself during COVID. Well, and talk about the period of time when you had cancer because you were writing and directing during that yes. time. You're going through chemo. No one does that. Yeah, like, you're well, it's, engaged. it's weird. You know, um, I was the first thing I did was I did a, a show called uh, "When I Just in the Beginning of Chemo" was the Angels Arms for a Festival of Christmas, and it was about a writer that didn't know what to write because they thought they'd written it all. And then I went to Bo Jest, <laughs> uh, which is a beautiful piece dealing with a Jewish family. Um, and during the Passover and such, it's a comedy, but just had such heart about family and um, being able to work with people that um, were not Christians, but being being able to talk about the Passover from someone from a a Jewish background Mm -hmm. versus me from um, a Christian background. (laughs) And having the honesty of those conversations was just beautiful and we have a bond to this day you know i'm on rosh hashanah and passover all these different things you know we connect you know and um but then also shadowlands because um joy davidman c.s lewis's wife died of breast cancer yeah and i was in the middle of that mm-hmm. wow directing i was at the end of my emo time when i was the weakest uh but Whoa, it was like it it's gonna sound weird, but it almost gave me street cred. Yeah. Because I was because I was in the middle and I was working with people who were um some believers, some not. But because but this is where strength and weakness came because I was so weak. Yeah. But I had to depend on the Lord, and the Lord used me, I think, during my most during my weakest time more powerfully than I think I can I kind of makes me cheery to really yeah, yeah. because I I didn't get in the way <laughs> you know Carrie Carrie we've talked about you know your quote Minnesota work ethic unquote yes. mm-hmm. and and you that was on display when you when you had cancer mm-hmm. and and you told me, I remember you told me, well, I just don't know any other way. And I feel like if I don't do this, I'm just going to curl up. Yeah. And, and so talk to our listeners about what maybe drive is not the right word, but the, the Lord gave you a passion to move through it. And you knew yourself yeah. through, the, through the midst of this, that this was the best for you, even though you were getting advice on the contrary from people who loved you. Yes, because, um, I mean, everybody's got their own unique design. Yeah. 
And, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a workaholic, but what I am blessed that what I do is my passion. Hmm. I don't know that that is true for a lot of people, but I, my work feeds me. Hmm. I love it. And I also know that because I, I do wrestle with depression and I come from, um, there's bipolar in my family. And I know that not having some structure and work mm -hmm. is, can be, it would cause me, as Bob said, kind of just to plummet and curl up. And I would just, yeah. I, you know, but because I was, again, responsible in one sense to a community of people, um, it, it drives you to live. Yeah, and to live um, mm -hmm. a life that's rich and full and meaningful, because I go. I mean, the, the Lord is the core of my life. It informs everything that I do, and I am not a. Um, I'm not a I'm not a Bible beater that kind of person. I'm you know our. our you know, it's hard because I think of our, my past and I go, what, this is what a Christian looked like. I guess that's yeah. Yeah. that uh, I probably don't fit that box. And I've always wanted to let me out of the box. I, you give me <laughs> rules and I want to go, why? <laughs> and you know, God's laws and, the, you know, he only gave us 10 commandments. <laughs> you know? I mean, and why do we add all this other stuff to it? You know, I go, there's so much freedom there. And I go, oh, you know, if, if you say no, I go, oh, really? <laughs> and I just, I want to know why. And, you know, and the Bible tells you. And there's so much love and grace. Because we do have a high priest that um, can sympathize with our weakness. You know, who yeah. is tempted in all things, yet without sin. Let us therefore draw near to the throne of grace with confidence that we might receive help and mercy in our time of need. And I go, that is huge. Yeah. For me, that's a, I go today, if you would hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. And that is what I go, I want an open heart to hear, to listen. So good to um debate you know now we don't we, you know we don't really debate ideas and thoughts we are proving our point yeah. and that's you know that's not communication yeah so I, well, for, I, I think of what you're saying i think of like the longevity of what you've done with this mm -hmm. company of people and i think like every city honestly needs this kind of group this kind of artistic theater group that's writing and thank acting you and, and what do you think the secret sauce is? If somebody's listening and going, we want this in our city, we want to start something like this. What's the secret sauce? What is, what's the starting point? What is the thing that's made this work for so long? Well, you know, I, I do think the Lord's had his blessing yeah. on yeah. it. And I think, and I, and I'll be very frank. I'm not sure if it's not for such a time as this mm. in terms of, because of our culture is shifting and changing, mm -hmm. um, young people are very, um, we're very used to getting things. I want it now and I want it when I want it. Yeah. You know, and theaters 
live theater is very, you need to be someplace at a certain time to experience it. And so I think not that theater is dying, but it's having to shift and change and move with the culture. Um, And so I think it's really for us, um, it's having a community of people with a common vision. And Robert Smith, our producer and artistic director, is a brilliant visionary. And not that we don't butt heads at times, but we have... We have a shorthand of communication and we know that we are all passionate about who we are in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That is the key. I mean, what it's like, I I think in Philippians, you know, I I want to live in Philippians too, you know, and um, that whole, I put that, we've memorized that at church. I'm just, I just took that as my thing. And every time I go into, I was going into a tough rehearsal situation. Yeah. I just, I, I say that scripture to myself so I can move in. I go, I feel covered and boy, you know, it can really quickly, something goes, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I want to go and I go, breathe. I go, um, <laughs> so are very intense. I've never noticed. I know. And emotional. And sometimes I want to go. But uh, I, I, you know, I honestly, I've got to say, Sean, I don't know. It's shifting and changing and moving. And I'm on the, I'm longing to mentor young artists to go, okay, where do you want to move? And sometimes I go, I was just talking with my daughter-in-law this morning and I went, (laughs) I went, that's so different from my upbringing. And yet I went, okay, listen, yeah. listen. How, how does God's voice move? I mean, it's, it's God's voice is, it wasn't just back. It's back then it's now it's for the future. It's, it's will not be silenced. Amazing. Carrie, well, we're closing in on the end of our time together. It's been so rich. Um, How do people find you in Lamb's Players Theater? Well, it's very easy. I mean, it's honestly, it's lambsplayers.org. That's our website. So it's just, it's L-A-M-B-S players. So Lamb's is plural, players is plural. Okay. Well, you're going to want to go visit the site and get mm-hmm. involved and come to San Diego and see a show. Yes. We want to encourage you to share this with friends who are mm-hmm. of artistic persuasion so we get more of these theater companies raised mm-hmm. up in a city just like yours. Maybe you're the one to do it. Well, next is Final Thoughts with Bob and Sean. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you. And also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're gonna receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have 
partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on a journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bullsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Welcome back. Well, this is Final Thoughts with Sean and Bob. We're going to process a little bit of that conversation we just had with Carrie. I think that was amazing, Bob. Like, yeah, the fact that she felt a lot of people would judge his workaholism, but she felt to stay driven through her sickness of cancer. Like that really struck me about this conversation mm-hmm. where her community around her like supported her and it actually kept her out of depression. It kept her out of some of the fatal flaws that maybe she had in the past. And that's that's amazing how God just wires us and he knows our season and what we need. It, it was so interesting to me how she sort of got emotional about the fact that she was maybe her most productive and seeing God the most in her life in that period of time when yeah. she was the weakest. Which is so like God. I mean, that's just so who God is. He's like, let me help you through this. And even talking about, you know, some of the, the hard family relationships and how, you know, those things in the middle of a busy career and how you have to like kind of rebalance work-life balance, the whole thing. Yeah, She had some real challenges in some of those relationships to have to, you know, believe God and trust God through these things. And she didn't talk about it much in our episode, but even through her divorce and then through what she was willing to talk about, we just didn't get there. And through um, the bipolar that she did mention in the family, she, there was times she had to slow down. But what I love about it is that because of the community, she kept referring to the community that it kept her grounded in her career and her destiny, even in the midst of some of the trauma that was going on in her personal life that God carried her through in her community and her career, her, her ministry, so to speak, or her job, so to speak, helped pull her all the way through. And I think a lot of times we, we don't look at our career as a vehicle that God's going to use to help pull us through hard, maybe tragedy or trauma or family issues. It's interesting to me, Sean, because a lot of the questions we get are, how do I do this? Or how do I start that? Or how do I make this decision? Or how do I make that decision? And you and I always default to, well, who's in your community? Who are the people close yeah. to you? Who are the people that you can talk to? And Carrie and Lamps Players Theater are a living testimony to the fact that of what community does and how it helps yeah. uh, pull people through. Uh, and she just, she just told us this whole story about the power of community in her life. That's really what the story was about. And I'm yeah. so appreciate that it came through because many of you who are listening or watching, it's you don't have that sense of community yet. And I feel like that's what God's like highlighting the, in this for you is who is your community? And he has one for you and mm-hmm. go out. That's really what the story was about. And I'm so appreciate that it came through because many of you who are listening or watching, it's you don't have that sense of community yet. And I feel like that's what God's like highlighting the, in this for you is who is your community? And he has one for you. And Go after that, pursue that. And I know that we sure loved having this conversation with you today. So come join us again. Make sure to subscribe and hit notification button. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.